Welcome to Kenny and the Coaches. Hopefully all of you are having a great start to 2023. My guest today definitely had a great end to the 2022 year. Today I have Tipton head football coach Travis White. Coach White and his Tipton Tigers capped off their 2022 football campaign by winning the Class C state championship. Here's my conversation with Coach Travis White. Coach, thanks for taking time out of your day to visit with me a little bit. Uh, you bet. appreciate you having me on. Now, before we get going, I did a little research and I got a little trivia for you. Okay. Did you know that in the history of Oklahoma high school football, of all the state championship football coaches in any class, you have the best winning percentage, 5-0, 100% of any state championship coach that has won five or more championships. I mean, there's, oh, only, there's only nine people above you on the list. That, and everybody yeah. else, all those people have one loss. So you're the, you have the best winning percentage in the history of Oklahoma high school football. That's a, that's a pretty good title to have. Well, um, so yeah, <laughs> I have a, I've got a, Lane Chandler's an assistant coach for me, mm-hmm. and uh, he told me that on the way to Timberlake, he said you're you're four and zero in state championship games, and he said nobody's five and zero yeah. just in the state championship games, and uh, he told me that right before the semifinal. Oh game. my gosh! Yeah. And I was like, Lane, I do not want to hear that. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm worried about beating Timberlake, and. Uh, and then after that game, he said, all right, Coach, you got to keep your streak alive. Oh, my gosh. Like, oh, great. So I was aware, but I was not aware of that until uh, two weeks ago. So oh, man. I, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's kind of a neat deal. Um, of course, I think Trimble at Jinx is 13-4. and four, So yeah. I kind of feel like 13-4 is still uh, quite a bit better than 5-0. Yeah. But, uh, some of those other guys, Coach Bullard and other ones on there. Um, but no, it's, uh, yeah, it, it, it's kind of neat. I mean, we've, we've had success, uh, in, in state games and guys have done a lot of players have done all the hard work. So, yeah. um, been blessed to be a part of it. So, boy, that, yeah. Telling you before semifinal game, I, uh, that, that put probably a little extra pressure on you there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It did. Oh, so, I was like, thanks a lot, Lane. Thanks yeah. for letting me know. <laughs> now five time state champion how sweet was this one you know this one this one was was sweet um it was a little bit sweeter than um uh 14 was my first one as a head coach that's always going to be uh memorable to me 12, 12 was too you know i was a defensive coordinator mm-hmm. with coach Kerbo. um you know that was our first one since 97 as a as a town mm-hmm. and you know i grew up watching and 97 i could still tell you almost every player and every number that they wore from the 1997 football team. And I was a fifth grader. <laughs> and so to be a part of, um, the, the one in 2012 as a defensive coordinator, that was special. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2014 was really special because it was my first one as a head coach. And then 17 and 18, I, I think, I mean, it's going to sound bad, but I think I kind of got a little numb to it. That was our, mm-hmm. that was a back to back and a three P and you, you kind of got used to it. This one, and this one hit like, like the first one. It was um, it was very special to us. Um, 
you know, we've, you'd say we've had down years the last two years. We had to bump up to Class B, but mm-hmm. we were still, you know, made it to the second round playoff game every every year. And yeah. uh, we were in a tough district. We were competitive with people. We won games. And, mm-hmm. um, but it, by, by the Tipton standard, it was, it was down a little bit. So uh, to come back with these seniors, and it's the same group of seniors, you will know, be a these guys have been starting, most of them since they were sophomores. I think we had five of them start as sophomores by the end of that year. Yeah. And so uh, we've been through, we went through the ups and downs and uh, mostly all ups this year. Um, no, it, it was, this one was very special. Like I said, it felt like, felt like the first one to me. It, uh, it... Oop, you there? Yes. I'm okay, there. okay, kind of zoned out a little on me there. Talk about some of the kids that were kind of vital to this year's run. Well, you know, I think uh, Prince Dway and Dakota Sheffield get a lot of credit. They're um, they're kind of the dynamic duo. Um, they're two that have started since they were sophomores. Dakota started as a freshman for us. Um, big, strong, fast kids. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a reason they get a lot of attention. I mean, they're they're a matchup nightmare in eight man football, Class C or Class B. Mm-hmm. Um, They've had a lot of success. They made the big plays when we needed them to. You know, I think Dakota had five touchdowns in the semis and wow. had four in the finals. I think Prince had three, and then he had four in the first half against Winoka. So, <laughs> uh, we we yeah. definitely – I think he was like 260 yards and four touchdowns in the first half against Winoka. So, um, wow. we definitely rode those guys. But, you know, some of the off guys – say off guys role players whatever you want to call them they they played really well for us um Mm -hmm. dallas chandler's our quarterback and our corner he's our best corner Mm -hmm. um he had his best game in the state championship game he's done a great job leading for us all year he's not real big he's Mm -hmm. an amazing open field tackler super tough kid made some big throws in the state finals for us um i thought he played you know, he's just been great all year. Um, mm-hmm. Max Babcock is a tight end that doesn't get a lot of attention. He's he, he's not the first one you notice off the bus. He's about 160 pounds, but he blocks his butt off. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think we ran behind him. I don't know, 40 times against Timberlake, um, yeah. and he just just a smart kid that works really hard, and um, he's a big part of our success. Uh, Peyton Harden's another senior that really. Um, came on this year he started for us since he was a sophomore but he took a big jump um, this year he's a guard defensive end I thought he played really well against Timberlake and Winoka and then you know an old kid that kind of just came out of nowhere is, is Thomas Aragorn he uh when he was a younger kid he was always ineligible or something was going on with him and mm-hmm. he uh man he's been an awesome kid he he just he doesn't come from much and he works his butt off every day, and yeah. um, he started for us at guard, started for us at nose guard. Got big. He went from about 175 pounds to 205 pounds, and, yeah. and that was a – him coming on was a really big difference blocking up front. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, those running backs deserve the attention that they get. There's a reason they get it because they're unique. But, you know, those other guys were really what came on to, mm-hmm. to help us have, have the season that we did. Absolutely. So, now, of the state championship seasons you've had, was there I, – I think I remembered asking Coach Bullard this question. I mean, you know, he, he's had so many. I think he <laughs> just kind of uh, – Yeah, he, he was like, yeah he's had know. quite a few. It, was there any point in those seasons where you had a pretty good idea that this was going to be a state championship type season? I think I knew it from the get-go. Yeah. Um, 
I do. Uh, just um, now we we had a kid that blew his knee out last year. Um, I'm trying to think if he played against. He played some as a freshman, his big kid, and uh, mm-hmm. when we started seeing him move around, he's about it's Keon weight. He's about six four, two ninety. He's a junior for us. Um, mm-hmm. When we started seeing him move around in August, um, I, I felt pretty good then about about our season. And that's not – I'm not trying to come across cocky or anything like that. Oh, yeah, no, but, no. You know, we knew we were coming back to Class C uh, all year last year, so we watched a lot of film of uh, Winoka and Timberlake and Mountain View and mm-hmm. kind of were paying attention to what was coming back. So, no, I, I told my guys I felt like we were the best team in the state, but – we had to go to work and we had to put in the time and the effort um and the guys responded with it and they did um there again i that may be a little bit arrogant a little bit cocky but it was it was the way i felt um with with the physical the guys that we had physically you mm-hmm. know um it's just they just there's not a lot of guys like that and mm-hmm. and eight-man football so i think i kind of knew all along um kind of started coming to fruition in the playoffs i mean everything kind of amps up then so we, we had some some good games in there so um yeah that's that's where i was at kind of all year yeah you know i think it, there's there's something too as a coach you know the kids you have you know the potential they have but they're the ones that have i mean you have to get it out of them but they're the ones that have to produce it on the field you know yes mm-hmm. yeah for sure and it's Got to push them some, but you know the kids got to push themselves. And Absolutely. This group, they were they were hungry for it all year, and yeah. you know they're aware. It's, it's kind of a diff, different group, but they're aware. You know they know what the expectation is at Tipton, and mm-hmm. um, they know the tradition, and they don't they don't want to be the group that doesn't live up to that tradition, and and they want it, and so they they worked really hard for it um, all year, and, and so just I was I was exceptionally happy for them. Yeah, and uh, you know I told. I told some people that I, I told the kids that, you know, I've, I could have died a year ago and I'd have been happy with my coaching accomplishments. I've, I've won state championships, but I want, I really wanted it for those guys. You know, I, yeah. I think it just, I think it changes a kid. I, I think there's a confidence, um, that comes along with winning it that infiltrates other, you know, the more important aspects of their life. Um, mm-hmm the teamwork, the nitty gritty of being in playoff games and having your back against the wall and, and coming together as a team, you know, those, those things are unique and you don't always get those in regular season games. And so yeah. I was really, I really was happy for um, just the boys and, and glad that they're getting to experience it all. Yeah. Now, now coaching at Tipton and being an alum from there, have you ever felt like there's, you kind of talked about it with the kids feeling the pressure, not wanting to be, the group that doesn't live up to it. Did you have you ever felt any pressure to be successful year in and year out? Oh yeah, yeah, it definitely exists, and that's not to, you know, throw any shade at our our community. Our community is awesome. I, mm-hmm. To be honest, I probably put the pressure on myself uh, more than yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, our our support system the last two years that we were in Class B is awesome. You know, yeah. I I did not I didn't deal with people coming up saying, oh, you know, you're you're dumb and you don't know what you're doing and yeah. you know I, I didn't deal with any of that. Our parents were awesome. Our fans, you know, understood that we were playing young kids and we were jumping up into a bigger class and um so it's not like it's not like the the pressure is uh you know verbal or mm-hmm. you know it's it's not but it's there and and you want it but you know that 
that pushes you too. I mean, it's a motivator and it's, uh, you know, almost feel like sometimes that you're, you're, that I'm driving a big ship and you got to make sure you drive it and steer it and that it doesn't sink and keep yeah. it going. But that, you know, that's all secondary to, uh, the relationships that you get to build with the kids along the way. And, and yeah. it really doesn't, you know, on a day to day, you're not sitting around thinking, Oh, we got to win state championship this year. You mm-hmm. know, you're thinking, uh, what is what is Mountain View doing this week? What is what's Grandfield doing? What's what's uh, you know Winoka going to look like? And and say so, you know what's our practice schedule today? We're going to get out. We're going to do these drills. And so mm-hmm. you don't you don't let it impact you too much. And then you know I, I'm a pretty big believer in having fun along the way. Um, sure. Yeah. We we try to make practices fun as much as we can. We'll we play some ultimate football here and there. We'll play walk ball try to get some other competitions um just hang out you know we have our, our team dinners on thursday nights and uh, those are usually a fun time so I, I think when you're playing late into november and december you know if you don't have fun along the way those guys are going to get burned out even if they love the sport um True. i think you got to find some ways to uh, break up the monotony and and go out there and, and have fun with each other and that that chemistry that you develop it, you know, it helps you on the football field. Oh, yeah. Yep, absolutely. Now, what has having Coach Kerbo there with you meant to you and the program? Well, me and, me and Coach Kerbo have a – we've got a good relationship. So, uh, 2011, it was about the end of July. I was actually coaching uh, basketball and softball at Fletcher. And uh, it was a week oh, of coaches clinic. And, uh, I had an uncle that was coaching basketball here at Tipton, and he called me, and he's like, "Hey, we need we need an assistant coach," and and so I came to Tipton and wow. visited and talked to Coach Kerbo, and um, he turned over the defense to me that year, and I actually hadn't even coached football. Um, wow, I knew it, I knew it because yeah. I, you know, growing up from here, but I hadn't coached it, and uh, and he turned it over to me, and he let me do my thing on the defensive side of the ball and, and help me along the way, but those first few years were really important. And then, you know, he stepped away and he said, I still just want to help the coach and help you out on Friday nights and practice. And so ever since, you know, 2014, that's been our setup. So yeah. it's, uh, you know, I don't know that – I think it takes uh, a special relationship that me and him have, and it's not perfect. We argue a bunch. <laughs> uh, you know, we always yeah. argue on scheme and mm-hmm. X's and O's, and we'll argue and try to figure everything out, and we don't always agree. But I'll tell you, that there's one thing that from the get-go that we've always agreed on, and that's whatever's best for Tipton. And whatever's yeah. best for Tipton football is what we're going to do. So mm-hmm. uh, those those coaches' meetings are really fun. We'll get in there and we'll hash it out and <laughs> figure out stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, me and him will both put our ego aside, or you know, whatever not our ego, whatever we think's best. If we come around and you know, whatever whatever we feel like's the best is what we're going to do. And that's that's been the case from 2011 to 22. I mean, it, yeah. it's just how it's always been. And then. You know, we've got some other guys. I talked about Lane. Him coming in this year was really helpful. Um, he was more, I'd say he's like a big brother to those guys. He actually played with them when they were freshmen. He was still a senior. Oh, yeah. Um, he's, he's working through his degree, but he was really good. He pulled the guys aside and said, hey, you know, you got to, you know, this is how you need to approach this game. And, you know, because he, mm-hmm. he won two for us in 17 and 18. And yeah. So he, he was really important helping them redirect. Um, Coach Harvard is our basketball coach and track coach, and 
mm-hmm. he does our defense now he works year-round um the impact that he's had just through building up his basketball and track program because it's all the same kids you yeah. know mm-hmm. and then he goes out there and and he pours it out for us on the football field and works his tail off and he's he's been an awesome contribution and then we got old coach Babcock it's he, uh, like I said, our, our coaches' meetings they get pretty they get pretty fun. There's a lot of ideas floating around, and uh, Coach Coach B's he's awesome. You know, he had a he had a great career at Snyder, mm-hmm. won a championship in '95, and um, you know his his addition, uh, I guess four years ago now, um, it, it can't be overstated either. Um, just great relationship with kids, and and there again a guy that understands you know what it takes to win it all and. And so we got a lot of experience um, on our staff, and I, I definitely think that helped out this year. It helped out the last two years too. Yeah. Now going back to whenever Coach Kerbo talked to you at uh, Coach's Clinic that year, did you have, did you have to think about it or? Oh yeah. You did. I would say just imagine if you would have stayed where you were. You know? Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, yeah. No, it. That was, uh, I always say that was the hardest decision that I ever made. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's, I'm going to say it's, yeah, it, it was definitely the hardest decision I ever made. Um, I was, I was really happy at Fletcher. I had some, had some amazing kids. I was coaching basketball and, mm-hmm. and I never anticipated, I was not, I don't know, I have plans of coming back to Tipton. It was yeah. not like mm-hmm. that. I was planning on going. I like coaching basketball. Um, I was coaching fast pitch softball, like doing that. And so, uh, yeah, whenever they hit me up, it was, it was, uh, it was a tough thing, but it boiled down to, I had, um, several first cousins that were coming up on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, I remember telling my wife and, and bless her heart cause she went on board with it. Um, <laughs> I just said, you know, I'm going to have one chance to, to coach these kids you know, they're going to be yeah. there. I didn't know any of the other kids, but I knew them and I thought, you know, these guys are going to be graduated and and uh, it's turned out to be a blessing i think i've coached i don't know six or seven first cousins through the years on, wow. on both sides of my family and so oh yeah no, i know i definitely made the right decision even though it was a hard decision oh yeah um i, I wouldn't trade you know these these last 11 years have been amazing so yeah. uh, de- definitely the right decision but it was a hard one yeah so. now starting out as a as a dc do you think I – mean, do you call plays now? Yes. Okay. Do you think that it's harder in eight-man to call defense or call offense or even just the uh, game plan inside of it? I think defense is much harder. Oh, man, yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, I do. Um, I mean, it's – defense in general has kind of gotten hard with mm. RBOs and zone reads and, yeah. you know, it, it's been challenging, but, you know – Defense and eight-man football is very hard, you know, because if 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 we want to get a single, if you want to single up a guy and mm-hmm. throw it to him, you can probably get that done. I mean, yeah, yeah. And 11-man, you can almost always find a way to get a safety over the top, but an eight-man, mm-hmm. you cannot. And yeah. there's times that we, we can put you in a bind and isolate. So it, definitely more pressure on your on your secondary guys. Mm-hmm. Um one mistake's a touchdown in eight man, you Absolutely. know, and, and just in general, even though the field's more narrow, there's less people on the field. You know, I, I equate it to if you put, you know, if you played seven on seven in basketball, 
defense would be harder. Yeah. And you say, well, it's, well, it's you know, it's the same. Both teams have the same. Well, yeah, there's less space. So true. That's there true. seems to be a lot of space in eight men, and you wow. take those three people away, and it just, uh, yeah, I think defense gets harder. So. Yeah, boy, and I, I was out. I say I, I, I was coaching at Fox up until 20, 2011. And I got out of coaching for a while, came back in 2019. And just the way that offenses changed from then to now, you know, it was like, oh, my gosh. Because I was used to, you know, everybody we played was almost double tied. And Exotic was putting the flanker out there, you know. Yeah. Coming back and everybody spread. And, you know, it was – I was like, oh, my gosh. My usual defense I used to run ain't going to work anymore. Yeah. No, you're right. Now, tradition and expectations, how do you keep the the standard as high as you have since you've been there? Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that there's any, you know, one thing that we do. Um, you, you try to start them young, you know. We yeah. Fifth and sixth grade, Coach Harbert coaches our fifth and sixth graders, and then um, me and him coach them in junior high. And so you, you kind of start with that trying to develop on top of you know the techniques and the x's and o's and you know we we have offense and defense it's work it's prison um but you 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 try to start developing that mindset in junior high uh we don't you know our junior high is not a make or break because i don't think that you i don't think that you win gold balls in junior high but i think you can lose them in junior high if that makes sense if, if you don't set that foundation uh, mm-hmm. fundamentals and technique and a mindset uh, mm-hmm. I say a winning mindset but really just a competitive mindset mm-hmm. that no matter what you're going to go compete and this is what we've done and this is what we do and this is how it's going to be done you know I think you've got to instill that um, with those younger kids and so we we spend a lot of time working with our junior high kids and and trying to get them going and so uh and then it, you know, you just try to keep it, keep it going all the way up. And and I don't, like I kind of alluded to earlier, I, I don't know that there's any special magic, you know, mm-hmm. ticket. It's it's uh, you know, building your building your program on the fundamentals. And I'm gonna tell you too. I mean, you, you have to have things go right to win as much as we have. We've been fortunate, you know. We've yeah. we've had very few season-ending injuries um, mm-hmm. since I've been here. Um, we had in, in 2018 our, our best running back broke his collarbone in week seven, and he came back and played a little bit in the semifinals, and then he played in the finals. I mean, yeah. we've been very fortunate to not have major season-ending injuries, and, you know, a couple of those games were very close games. And, you know, a ball bounce here or there is – might have been the difference in the outcome. So we've been we've been blessed to have some of the things. But but I will say too, um, in 2018, that you, when you talk about the expectation and the standard, mm-hmm. you also you, you talk about the kids that we have. And you know that that kid came out and played with a broken collarbone, and uh, he broke it. He rebroke it about the first quarter, wow. and he just came over. Samaje McBride to see. I said, what do you want to do? He said, I'm playing. Yeah. So, you know, in the state championship game, he's out there playing with a bone crack in his collarbone that you know was hurting him. And oh, yeah. wow. we had, uh, in 2014, we had three starters in the semifinals. We had a 
a high ankle sprain, a separated shoulder, and an ACL. Uh, we well, we played Fox in the semifinals that year. Coach felt they had a good team. And, mm-hmm. uh, they kind of beat us up, and so we spent the whole week, you know, without those guys practicing, and we're trying to tape them up. And and you, you know, you have those three guys go out and and play in that condition. Yeah. And I, I'm just giving you some examples. I mean, oh, we, yeah. you yeah. have those kids, even though that. I said we've been fortunate, but it, but it's also some really tough kids uh, yeah, that aren't absolutely. looking for a way mm-hmm. out. But you know, still get out there and 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 pour it out. And so mm-hmm. that that comes with the expectation. But the tradition isn't built without things like that. Oh, absolutely. You know, in '97 we had a kid break his hand in several places in in the middle of the game, and he just keeps on playing. He didn't want to tape it up. So. Oh, yeah. um, I don't think that's necessarily coaching. I don't think that's us being special. I think that's special kids that, yeah, sure. that are tough and that understand what it's about. Yeah, because uh, those those type of kids are hard to come by anymore. Yeah. Anyway. Now, yeah. do you think – I've kind of – where where did you play the state championship game at this year? We were in uh, Bethany, SNU. Bethany. Okay. Yeah. Do you think that there needs to be – a place specifically designated for both, or I guess here in a couple of years, will be all three uh, eight-man state championship games. Because, I mean, I know that that would kind of that would kind of suck for some of the teams farther off. But kind of have a central location where every year it's going to be here, kind of like the eight-man all-star game. You know, I mean, it's way off in Miami, but I mean, it's an event. You know, I mean, yes. and everybody loves going to that. Do you do you think that would be something? Because I mean, when I in saying that. Like I'm sure they they had to put the the fake sidelines out for you. Yes. They yeah. Did. And see, to me, I mean, I know you guys are playing the game. I said, you know, I've never been fortunate enough to coach in a uh, eight man state championship game. I'm, you're just happy to be in that moment. But I've always like, you know, like I, for some reason, Alex is. You guys have a turf field too that's mm-hmm. you know set up for eight man. Do you think that there will ever be, and do you think there? should be a place designated to have eight-man state games well uh that's a good question i I think i think yes and yes um i I would love to see it happen yeah so i'll kind of go two different directions i think i I hope that we can get it done and Mm -hmm. hopefully the redistricting uh, the changing next year reclassifications you know first of all everything's going to be ending on the same weekend so Mm -hmm. Now, now it's going to be possible. Um, I, I'm not worried at all about the drive. I think it needs to be somewhere around the city. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Because I'm going to tell you right now, we get more fans when it's around the city. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Tipton's going to bring from our town kid people that live here. They're going to drive to Weatherford. We played at Weatherford. They're going to drive to Alex. They're going to drive to Bethany. They're going to drive to Edmond. It doesn't matter where. They're going to drive and go watch the Tigers play for a state championship game. But mm-hmm. the difference is, is we got a, a lot of alumni that lives in the city. So does Shattuck, so does Laverne, so does Pond Creek, so does Timberlake. Mm-hmm. I mean, rural America, a lot of people have moved to the Oklahoma City. Yes. So mm-hmm. my deal is, is when we can have it around the city, you know, our, our attendance is up. We have people that will make a 10-minute drive to Bethany or 15-minute drive to Bethany that may not make an hour drive to Weatherford or whatever it is. So, yeah. um, And I think the OSSA, you're seeing that with the 11, man, they're getting everybody at ECO. I uh-huh. think they're trying to work that way. Um, my concerns are what does it look like? How are we going to play? For instance, I don't I don't have any desire to play a state championship game on a Thursday night. No, um, no. But no. I, I do think you could do, uh, <laughs> you know, 
maybe a Class B game Friday night and then have Class C and the other Class B on Saturday playing at 1 and 7. Yeah. I think that's neat. I think, you know, people would want to go maybe spend the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, however you wanted to set that up and have a central location, I think, I think you look at that and do it. I think that would help grow the, the game. And, again, if you're around the city, I think um, you're going to get better exposure for the game. You know, we had mm-hmm. Bethany was there, people from Bethany and all other places that got to watch us and Winoka go at it. And you start to realize, hey, there's some really good players out there. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not it's not Little League. Um, yeah. we, we, may not, we may not have 30 really good players like – a Marlowe or a Washington or a Millwood or whatever, but we got some guys that I'd put up against any of them. It's not just us. I mean, some Laverne's kids and Saddix mm-hmm. kids and Timberlake. I mean, at Winoka through the years, you know, there's some really good players in eight man. Oh, yeah. And so I think the more exposure you can get, the better. Um, Alex did a really good job. You know, we played Timberlake there. Um, I like playing on that turf, what you were bringing up. It's nice not having to worry about the sidelines and the hash marks and all of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Alex's visitor side is um, big enough. You know, yeah. we overflew, we overflowed that yeah. in the semifinal game. We had fans that didn't have a place to sit. So, mm-hmm. and that's not, Alex did an amazing job, Coach Odie and those guys up there. I hope they keep hosting it because I think it'd be great for semis. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that, you know, it's big enough to host a, a state game. Yeah. Um, but no, I definitely think if we could find a place that was that was right that wanted to host it and will commit to hosting it every year, because then it turns into something. You know, hey, we made yeah. it, we played at wherever yes, it is, absolutely, and that that helps feed into the tradition and, and whatnot. So yeah, that's that's kind of another thing you kind of alluded to a little bit. I mean, I, you know, up until this year since we moved up here at Empire to 11-man. I'd always – I'd never coached 11-man. I always coached 8-man. And I always felt from my whole time in it that the athlete – the 8-man athlete does not get the respect that other athletes do. Like I said, there might not be, you know, 30 kids out there that are that are great athletes, but there's some – there's some athletes. Oh, like uh, your uh, Prince, you know. I mean, yeah. he's – yeah, he can play for just about anybody. You know what I yeah. mean? I mean, it – why do you think that is it? You think it's just because it's a it's eight man and not the not quote unquote real football? Do you think that's why the yeah. athlete kind of gets overlooked? Yeah, I think so. But it's it's misinformation. I yeah. mean, it's just it's just a lack of knowledge about about the game and a lack of exposure. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know any eleven man coach or anybody that doesn't have experience with eight man that all of a sudden has experience with eight man that looks down on it after they've been around you know everybody Mm -hmm. that that gets exposure to it whether it's moving to a school that plays it or or just watching several games you know nobody's like oh well this is a lesser what you know Mm -hmm. everybody everybody grows in respect for the game the eight-man game after they see it and uh so i i don't know it's strange but you know i i've i've yet to talk to a college coach that's like you know we don't like we don't like your kid because he's, he's an eight-man guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, no no college coach says that. The only thing I've ever heard is we like the eight-man guys. They're used to playing both ways. They're mm-hmm. versatile. And, you know, secondary oh, yeah. guys, they're used to not having help over the top or mm-hmm. whatever it is. And so um, I've, only, I've only had positive feedback from college coaches. And, I mean, they're the – 
they're the evaluators. True. That's so, good. That's good. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I I think there's some ways that we can grow the game. I I sure. I, I think it. I think Eggman's a great sport. Uh, uh, you know, it's. It, I think it's just awesome, and yeah. uh, it's great for small schools to be able to get out there and compete. You know, with maybe 15 or 16 kids, you know, you still get to go have that experience on Friday night. Yeah, and absolutely. so uh, I think it's really important. Yeah. Now I got one final question before I let you go. Okay. It's going to kind of put you on the spot a little bit. Okay. Who is the best eight-man football player you had the game plan for? The best eight-man player of what? That you've had the game plan for. Oh man, my entire <laughs> career. Yep. Oh, I have to pick right. a award. Uh, okay, I'll go uh, first five years. Okay, first uh, first five years, uh, Aaron Holden from Temple. Okay. Um, his would have been two, 2011 was his senior year. He's about 6'1", probably about 180. Coach Spurlock was coaching him. Uh, oh. He was a safety and a quarterback, and that dude was a stud. <laughs> he was fast, and he would hit you. Um that same year was Aaron McCandless from Shattuck, and he was wow. a dude. He was uh, he's about five nine, two hundred, um, and he was a stud. He wasn't very fast, but he played fast. Um, wow. Other than that, those those two are, are up there. The next two would probably be a couple of shared mutual boys. One of them was Alex Carter, graduated just a few years ago. Mm-hmm. He was a, a physical freak. Um, really good player good kid um and then sharon had a lineman named john custer that was about six foot 275 285 <laughs> and they yeah. said he ran about a four seven four eight and i believe it. he wow. was a state champion power lifter he was fast and he was big and he was <laughs> we played him three times we were trotting out little 180 to 200 pound lineman trying yeah. to block that dude and he ate us up all three, all three years that we played him so yeah. Um, man, those are guys that, those are guys that just, uh, jump off, um, jump off the page at you. So, yeah. um, more recently, I'm trying to think, man, there was a bunch last year, uh, in eight, man, y'all, y'all's quarterback was a good player, uh, the DS kid. And then, yeah. uh, Velma's quarterback, oh, uh, the Wayne Scott kid, uh, right. he's, I would put him up there with some of those guys. He's a really good player. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Is that good enough? Oh yeah, yeah. That was more than what <laughs> I, I thought. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, the kid from Shattuck that year, he, the McCandless kid, he's probably, he's probably, he's not the best athlete we've coached against, but he's probably the best, just pure football player. Hit you in the mouth, tough. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's that's a dude the, that year. So. I think that's the mo for Shattuck kids. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it is. Oh, I forgot the uh, quarterback from Balco. Uh, oh, yes. Just recently. Yes. Yeah. Him and the Velma kid, I thought they were really similar. Uh, Jaden Hall mm-hmm. and Balco. You know, we played him when these guys were sophomores, Prince and Dakota. And then he ran all over us that year. So yeah, yeah, he did. Are, he ran all over us last year, too. Yeah, and so that, did, a, that dude was a heck of a player. And so did so. Wayne Scott, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a good one, so. Well, Coach, man, I, I appreciate you doing this, and I would say good luck to you in the year coming up, but I don't think it's luck anymore. I think it's just – I think <laughs> yeah. it's talent. <laughs> well, 
appreciate it. I appreciate you doing this. Uh, I think it, I think it's helpful talking to coaches and um, you know getting getting some info and knowledge out there, and maybe it'll help grow the game eight man. So. Another thanks to Coach White for being on the podcast today. And thank you for listening to Kenny and the Coaches. Go ahead and subscribe to my podcast and tell others about it. That's Kenny and the Coaches. And that's Kenny with an E. Until next time.